Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. The following audio presentation may contain mature language, situations, and violence. Listener discretion is advised. Previously on Edict Zero FIS. And focus on your pattern of risk-taking behavior. There's risk in all things. It's a matter of which ones you accept. This is an FFDE ordered by my office. Ah, you doubt my fitness for duty? Of course. I think it's worth looking into. The identity of patient 1422. 1422 was... You're kidding. Socrates? Captain Socrates? Leonard Ainsley Hale was born in 2364 in Fairfield, South Island. I know it's him. I saw the photos. He even has the birthmark. He sprang out of his restraints and barricaded the door with the bed, shouting about evil scientists experimenting on him. Oh, you... Administer the first injection. His chip from the installation on the third stopped responding on the seventh, or so we thought. Well, it was no longer in him. The chip was later located on the floor of an isolation room. It's as if it simply fell out of his body. We also introduced subroutines that seek out dormant processes in run memory management programs. His mind is an amalgam of fragments from every client entity he understudied. I delayed my author from writing the proper ending for long enough. This is where story ends. Why, just yesterday, he proclaimed himself to be the great Oliver Dooley. The author, Oliver Dooley? That would be some trick. Oliver Dooley's been dead for 40 years. An understudy entity would take control of the quantum client. Play their part, you might say. As an actor would. Howard Heights, West Island, West of Little Hollywood. Monday, July 1st, 2374. Time, 1.35 a.m. All more than most actors could dream here, so it's a dry period for you. It happens. Hollywood is uh, going through a phase. You have plenty to be thankful for. You have this beautiful house, or should I call it a museum? You have Andrea, who's been a marvelous host. What about her? You have a woman who loves you for who you are. That would be better than being loved for who I'm not, certainly. Actually... It's complicated, come to think of it. It depends on how you look at it. But no matter. You overestimate her feelings toward me. What she loves is being the wife of Robert Marlowe Tell. The emblazoned in big letters Robert Marlowe Tell. She loves what's in my name. Names, names. Our art, the music of our craft, doesn't really matter. All that matters are names. Do you really believe that about Andrea? 
You don't have to act ignorant for my benefit. I am not blind. She loves who I know, and what it could mean for her. She loves the access. Soon as these opportunities are gone, she'll be gone too, though with half my money, and lots of names to drop. So it won't all have been a wasted exercise, until it sinks in that no one respects a compulsive name dropper. That's how names get dirty. This is Hollywood, and you married her. I wanted to be wanted. It was silly, and I don't resent her. She is no doubt hamming it up for Aaron right now, trumpeting the asset she could be for his movies. She didn't throw this party for my benefit or to revive my career. She's here to take advantage of what's left of it, because she's getting nervous. She's running out of time. You probably feel the same way about your investment in me as my agent. Okay, what do you mean? The meager commission you make for me. It's not what it once was. Jesus. I'm not just here for you for the commission, don't you know that? You got friends here, Robert. You shouldn't be out here sitting by yourself at a party at your own house. Why don't you come in? I would, if I knew where to step. I would if I knew what to say, when to say it, how to say it, and what I need to draw on to get that right. Oh, Robert, you always done fine. I need a script. I do best when there's a script. We all do our best when there's a script. We're the inverse of people, after all. People who bond the most when being themselves. Actors are more together with each other when they're together in being other people. There's not much irony to it if you really think about it. It's right. Otherwise, it's just weird and unnatural. We're too full of holes which we fill with whatever psychological bullshit or drugs we can to make the stress tolerable. Maybe I've assumed that we all share this so I can feel less alone in being alone. You're such a contradiction. I thought you wanted to be alone. I wanted to be left alone by the press, by the cameras, by the damned vampires who make up these elaborate fantasies about the private life of Robert Tell. Who I am is what I do. While I'm doing it, it has nothing at all to do with the shadow that walks the empty spaces in between. That person is none of their business. That person isn't even my business. It's no one's business. Yes, and that's why you don't give the interviews, you don't make the events. And that's why I'm passed up for all the awards and my career has gone into the shitter. You haven't had a new script for me in months. I wish I could just start over. A fresh new name has more potential than one that rose and fell. It's too bad. The world knows my face too well. Better than I do. Regardless, I would just muck it up all over again. The turnout for the show last night was spectacular. It was because of you. I returned to the stage because I had nowhere else to go. I must work. I need to work, Noah. On the other hand, I'm relieved that the show is over. I keep blanking on the stage. You saw what happened Saturday and the night before. That's not helping the cause of my career at all. You're more used to film now. That's all. It'll come back. But I won't, will I? An actor who began on the stage returns to it to die in West Island. It's a place to end not to be reborn. No, that's not true. Look at the West family. The Wests, of course. My problem is the audience. They feel too close. I can see them through the wall. I feel like I'm faking it now. I can't detach in that environment like I used to. Like I need to. Have the spells been getting worse? They're no more regular but it is a little worse each time. In those moments, all the world feels like vapor. A breeze could blow it away. At first I thought there was nothing underneath, just an identity void where I'm grasping for something, anything in the dark. But there is something there. 
It gets a little closer each time. A kind of beat. A pulse. A noise. My impulse was to fight it. Maybe it's not anything to fear. But encourage. Next time I'll let it surge. Now that it's gotten louder, there's something comforting about it. You need to talk to someone about that. That's what I'm doing. You know what I mean. It's like the echo off a hidden wall that I didn't notice before. Echoing off walls that are a lot more solid than the others in view. Those seem flimsy. Thin. For lack of a better word, thin. Listening to Eat It Zero FIS, the science fiction audio drama series, starring James Keller, Julie Hoverson, Phil Rossi, Tanya Milojevic, Russell Gold, Jennifer Dixon, Matthew McLean, and creator Jack Kincaid. Capital City. FIS Headquarters. Office of Special Investigative Unit 415-8. What the hell did I do with it? Damn it. I'm gonna be late. What are you looking for? My keycard. I just had it. It's on my desk. You set it down when I was showing you the Leonard Hale case file. Thanks. Be back later. Good luck with the OIG. Yeah, it'll be a blast. Oh... Hello, Briggs. Agent Wakeman. What are you doing here? I've got to be upstairs in 15 minutes. They have you in today. I just came down from there. I'm... not sure that we ought to be talking before... I didn't come to see you. I was looking for Zern, actually. He's out in the field. You know Zern? Yes, from some time ago. It's been years. We had friends in common circles, though not the influential elite circles, of course. You'd know more about that than I, I suspect. What does that mean? I wouldn't know a thing about that. I grew up in a shithole. Yes, right. Anyhow, I'll try him another day or call him. You'd better head upstairs. You don't need to worry about what I'm going to say. I thought we were on the right track, too, at the time. That's what I'm going to. It won't to. make a difference what you say. I fall either way. For access to access. That was fast. Was there something that you forgot? My cigarettes. You should give those up. They'll kill you, you know. Make your lungs black. I cut way down, but I'm going to need one after this. Resnick. Just think. You could have answered SAC Resnick. That's a nice ring to it, doesn't it? S-A-C. What? Or A-I-C. The East Island Favorites. Or S-A-I-C. For those who are torn. Too many abbreviations for one post, aren't there? Doc Stater told the team about his offer? No, and neither did I. Well, except when I called it from the beginning, remember? I just didn't know you didn't know. What do you want from me? What do you have? On Leonard Hale, that is. I just finished talking with his sister, Verona, who initiated this for all the wrong reasons and barely knew her brother. She did confirm that he was an owner, one with no interest in people or in entertaining them. No interest in anything from the sounds of it. She was a poor source of information. I'm hoping you have something better. After Leonard Hale disappeared in 2384, police received many possible leads. They were spread out over 15 years. All had dead ends or were just false. The most credible to us, knowing what we know, placed him in southern West Island. The entertainment mecca of the world. Where else for a captain? FRS processes churned up possible hits from cameras that were covering pedestrian traffic in Newmarks and Vaudeville City. In 2388, there were reports of a belligerent homeless man disrupting auditions throughout Anachrony City. A witness that confronted him about it said that he acted confused as to who he was, and when pressed, he blurted out the name Oliver Hale. Oliver. Hmm. Oliver. Interesting. No thanks. A refill on the peach soda would be great, though. 
What? Who are you talking to? A robot. I'm still in Promontory. I'm in the automated sushi bar, which appears to be having an identity crisis of its own. Is there significance to the name Oliver? Maybe. I was thinking of the exchange between Briggs and the captain. The captain quoted Oliver Dooley repeatedly. What are your friends but those who service your spirit with beautiful lies? He must be a Dooley fan. In 2389, a man fitting the same description caused similar disruptions in Little Hollywood. He also crashed exclusive celebrity parties, causing scenes, but always avoided being apprehended by security. On these occasions, he insisted that he was the actor Robert Tell. This upset those who had known the real actor. Robert Marlowe Tell. Among the greatest film actors who ever lived, the captain's ego sent his aim for the top. Tell became immortal in his heyday in the 2350s and 60s. The 70s weren't as kind, he unhinged, destroying what was left of his career. He ended in Harlan Hill, actually, but I'm sure you know the story. I wonder if he idolizes him for that reason, too. I remember that Tell killed himself, but not how. I'm surprised. It was legendary. The central Harlan Hill building is steeped on the headlands of the cliffs of Irving. Robert Tell somehow found a way out onto a fourth-floor ledge and swan-dived into the York Channel. I don't know much about entertainment history, but... I know that the wealthy seldom go to Harlan. I would have expected someone like Tell to be committed to a private facility in West Island. Well, he was, until the money ran out. Finance wasn't a strong suit. The curse of having gifts of any magnitude comes from the lopsided distribution of traits. To be great at some things is to be horrible at others. A gold digger wife and a pack of accountants took full advantage of this. The police discounted the man could be Leonard Hale, as it did not conform to their psychological profile of him. They didn't have our context. Yes, which is why I dug deeper. I found one other incident. Parts of an HMS recording were included in the evidence, and it sounds like Captain Socrates, although younger. A report from October of 2392 describes how a deranged man broke into an estate in the San Julian Hills. The property was owned by an elderly man named Aaron Kuthenberg, who was home at the time and had an encounter with the him. The producer Aaron Kuthenberg? He produced most of the iconic of Tell films. Not to mention the first of the West movies. Wow! The man claimed to be a reincarnation of Robert Tell. Reincarnation? Hmm. They never found the man. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I know the story. I read about it. Kuthenberg talked about it in an interview. He said that the man knew things that only Robert Marlowe Tell would know, private things between them. He came to believe that the homeless man that visited him was possessed by Robert. He truly believed he was possessed. Some people believe in ghosts. Yes, some people do. Harland Hill Sanitarium, third floor, viewing room, time 3.42 p.m. Now, the room that we'll be using for your questioning is the therapy room that you see here through this viewing window. As I expect you're well familiar with, this is a one-way mirror. Transparent on this side, reflective on the other. You find it useful for certain evaluations and therapies that utilize subsystem isolation. Is there a way to listen in from this room? Yes, by toggling this switch here. Agent Kircher, did Agent Garrett also message you? About Robert Marlowe Tell? Yes. That's a name seldom uttered in these walls. Though I'm loath to admit it, as we're supposed to be the voices of reason here, that name has superstitious connotations in this building. It wasn't one of our shining moments. The actor's suicide? Yes, I imagine not. Well, I'm curious at the correlation with the captain, or is this another matter, not related? We believe that he professed to be Robert Tell in the past. Oh, well, that does sound to me like someone the captain would identify with, but he's never expressed it to us, that I'm aware of. Did Garrett mention if he was on his way? He should be here soon, or so he says. I'll watch the questioning and brief him when he arrives. No, I want you in there with me. Okay. Am I the bad cop? You're the silent cop. I'll do the questioning. 
They'll be preparing to bring him up now. As I mentioned, he's demonstrated the ability to circumvent our standard security protocols, transporting him to another floor out of his strictly controlled environment. It may present more opportunities for misadventure. We've had to take additional precautions, which might strike you as, gosh, nearly medieval. But I assure you that shackles and chains are in the interest of safety. Second floor, the intensive therapy ward B. I demand cheese! I wish to feed! Also, now you're hungry. After we had the force feed you. To live is to hunger and lust, without which we're furniture stuffed with the turtle guts of fools. But I wish to eat as a man, not as a pet. Oh, call on me, you may. But you lack the fire to court my sprites of depravity to any shade of pleasure in it. Put that on my chart, you fiends. Put that on my chart at once. You've got nobody to blame but yourself. You gave up a lot of rice away. for your bad behavior. Away with your dirty hands that rob my regal mane and beard. Dirty hands that soil me. Soil me! I am soiled, you hoodoo! I must have a bath. I demand a bath! Oh, scrub me. Scrub me! I am not encouraged by what I hear in this room. What did we discuss earlier? 1422? No, no, no! No numbers unless you count them all. I know who I am, and for that there is no one number. How scandalous to appoint a simplistic reference to the tremendous souls banked in this fine stature. How vile! Your ignorance belittles us both. For the captain is a titan vessel, though medicate my great... You may try. <laughs> I will tell Dr. Crane that you're too tremendous for company today, and will ask your visitors to leave. No, 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 no! Wait, 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 wait! I'm a good citizen. I'll be a good citizen. You haven't been, have you? No, 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 that wasn't me. It was Uncle Eddie, I swear. Assignment of personal accountability. Do you recall that talk? I wish to see my audience. I wish to feel their energy through my fourth walls. I'll be a good citizen, I will. Then let me remind you of the rules once more, because if there is one infraction, the show will not go on. <gasps> yes, yes, remind me. School me. Orchestrate my blocking. Oh, direct me, you sweet, dreadful woman. Third floor. Therapy room. It's now ten minutes after. I wonder if there was a problem. With the captain, I don't have to wonder. So we're clear, you want me to stand behind you? Yes, I want you to look knowing, like you can see through him. No matter what he says, I want you to look unfazed at all times. I think I can handle that. They're coming up now. I'll be in the viewing room to observe, if that's all right. As long as anything that is said remains in confidence. Yes, of course. Oh! Dr. William Frayne, I've read two of your books. Oh. That's flattering, thank you, and... I didn't agree with all of it, but there was some good stuff in there. Well, I'm happy that you found redeeming qualities to them. I'm sorry, I'm at a disadvantage. You are... Special Agent Nick Garrett, FIS. I work with those agents. Ah, you're the one they've been waiting for. I'm here. This should be exciting. Not too exciting, we can hope. We're almost there, Captain. Mind your manners now, if you mean to be a good citizen. Yes, yes, good citizen. Still a citizen. Good afternoon, Captain. To speak of yours says nothing of mine. But cloat away, you. Tell me of yours. Flaunt its wonders and their silly strokes on your virgin heart. Mock my ruin with your riches. Oh, mock away, you. Mock away. Manners, remember. Good citizen. Your afternoon is not good. How could it be? Look where you are. Yes, yes, look indeed. Look if your gaze longs for lies to tell your mind. Behold, behold the... 
Jolly chopping jelly flesh. What have you done? Have you all no decency? No, no, no. I will not look. What's wrong? Oh, all that dwells in mirrors. The Niverite. Oh, that vast accursed mirror. It wails, it screams it. What black heart could churn the ungodly spite to subject me to such punishment? To hammer me with this curse, this travesty. You're troubled by the mirror? This is against procedure. I want to go back to my room. I haven't the time for this today. Time, time. Who's got the time for I this? I gather my colleague, Dr. Fren, neglected to mention his aversion to time. mirrors. I time. I haven't much to spare. You seem to think I twiddle thumbs and grow roots in my chair. Meetings, duties, upstairs, downstairs. I'm haunted everywhere. The mirror doesn't show enough. It doesn't reflect who you are inside, only what others see. You don't want to see that. You're afraid of that. Great Scott! If biology meant us to have that vision, it would not place our eyes in us looking out, but outside us looking at. There are limits to its cruelty, and the captain is not afraid. Then prove it. Look, it's okay. What is there is not okay. Not correct. Scandalously incorrect. And I have nothing to prove to anyone. Prove it to yourself. If what the mirror shows is wrong, then there's nothing to face but its inaccuracy. Oh, you speak as if that's not enough, dear lady. This has gone on for too long already. The patient is too stressed. Far as you wish, behold! 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 Behold his foreign agent. Behold this creature with its one alien face as it moves and mimics in parody of all that I am. Behold this freak. Behold. Behold this beast of Harlan Hill. The presence of the mirror was my oversight, an embarrassing oversight. It appears to have worked out well, however. This is astounding. I think your colleague has made more progress in three minutes than we did in three years. I'm impressed. Hmm. Actually, so am I. You haven't visited me in this wretched place to understand my workings. Your fancy lies with the dark machinations of Mr. Cook. That is why you are here. Those are the fruits you wish I have none to serve. Mr. Cook is dead. <laughs> oh, who are you? I am someone who knows that this is no place for a captain of your talents. Oh, how right you are. But I've found no lasting love in the world for them. Alas, they're vapor. Notes go unheard. Names are prized until worn out. Meanwhile, fabulous fires blaze in the night, seen by all but those who should. It is the foul flatulence of monkeys counting beans and bananas. Oh, the blinding smog of it. Robert Marlowe Tell was loved and appreciated. The only way a man like him could be. From afar. It was our greatest wish of all to know that shade of love when all others were forsaken and to feel the embrace of herself that could happen by being someone else, and know both of these glorious things he did for a time. Alas, the years stripped his youth, and the changing times caused a banana shortage. His fine work fell away into a despair of confusion and slow death. A man whose nature is to be someone else dies when he cannot. He is equipped for no other way of life, and thus cannot live without another self to be. It's that, that, which brought us together. We kindred spirits. You knew Robert Tell? No, 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 no! I know him! Not new! No! No, no, no! He still lives. I became one with him. And after that fateful night of the plunge, he, with me and all our others, inside me he lives. His pillar stands in my architecture of pain, beside his corpse of hope of a second chance to know love again. But oh, how we tried, my dear. How we tried only to be cast away! Fortune. Oh, fortune. Fortune has but passing moments for us. And outside them we burn, 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 forever burn. Oliver Dooley lived in fire. 
Dr. Frayn mentioned... No, no, no! Commodore! What? Commodore Frayn! Have you no respect for the ranks? Is it true that you told Commodore Frayn that you were the author Oliver Dooley? No, no, no! He's me! The difference is considerable! And Oliver never knew the love of which Robert and I speak. He knew a different love, but like the other, a love lost. <gasps> oh dear. I feel a presence in your gaze like hers. Like whose? I... Oh dear. I remember. Her eyes gleamed in the wavering glow of candle flames. The sound of her laughter and the smell of her skin haunts us both. But most of all, the tragedy of the dying light in her eyes. So brilliant to stop. Oh, that light in her eyes when she looked at him. Even a light so magical must dim through the years with an undeserving man, and so it did, leaving him in the darkness where no other light had ever shined. Ever could. Oh, Emily. You're talking about Emily Dooley, Oliver's wife? Without her. His words lost their joints and were empty. His thoughts as broken as his heart. Darkness and ruin for all his misguided sacrifice. He would have died and died alone if not for me. He has become well known after his death. That's of no consolation to either of us. Eases his pain within me, not at all! He lives within you too, you say? I don't just say. I know! Oh, who are you? Let the clang of the pan be our measure! Deliver it! Deliver the pan! You are forgetting your manners again, and what did we say about the pan? My name is Jules. Says nothing, means nothing. What is your note? Guess. No, no, no! That's madness. How about F-flat? I've known F-flats. You strike me as a C. We must consult the pan to affirm. What of him? This dreadful mime who looms and gazes. Speak! Speak! Speak, I say! Tell him, if you like. Yes, yes, tell. I'm Agent Cern. <gasps> I know your note. G-sharp. You're a G-sharp! God, you're too sharp. But I know not your face. What chicory is this? You've met Agent Zern before? Yes and no. Mostly, yes. You're mistaken. With that, we must end this session. Gentlemen, take Dr. him Dr. White, I would like you to leave the room. You would, would you? It would be beneficial to what we're trying to accomplish here. What, may I ask, is that? <gasps> here, here. Dr. White, I want to confer with you, please. The orderlies remain. Very well. Oh, dear. The Commodore speaks from within the walls. Oh, my dear Commodore, who bound you to them? If you agree that you don't belong here, why don't you leave? No, no, you're mad. I've agreed to nothing. What better place for me than a place for mistakes? I'm a horrible error. The world is nothing waiting for me at all. Only persecution and squalor. Did you have a hard time living on the streets? If you have Robert telling you, I would think so. He had expensive tastes and surrounded himself with beautiful things. Oh, only in the silly hope that his world inside would follow his environment's example. He hoped in vain. I, young lady, need not shop for the beauty I can see in the grace of dust, as it dances in a shaft of light from a broken window. I resent your misjudgment of me! Then you're not the same as Robert Tell. I am, but I am not. A single color of my spectrum. One element in an intricate fusion that's brewed for over a hundred years! I'm the culmination of many lives, dear lady. I have seen through many eyes. I've been rich, poor, tall, short. A demon. An angel. An eagle of the sky. And a captain of the sea! Why, I've even been... <gasps> oh, dear! I was even a she. I was gorgeous! Oh, but such a slut. <laughs> How marvelous! <laughs> You're talking about reincarnation? <gasps> what did you say? Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Does that topic upset you? Are you remembering something from one of these lives? No, 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 it's not that. It's just that 
You're such an idiot. It's so depressing. I want a hanky. I demand a hanky! I am trying to understand. Oh, how highly you must think of yourself to try. It's no small feat. I've seen every chamber of hell and waded through the sewage of every soul that flowed through me. I've seen the ends of the ocean and the abstractions of the abysses beyond it. How dare you speak to me as if you can fathom me at all? I'm stupendous! Right, and being stupendous, you could leave if you wanted, couldn't you? You left once before, with Admiral Jenkins. <gasps> the Admiral? Where's the Admiral? You could leave now, couldn't you? No, no, I cannot slip that far. Not on my own. Oh, no, no. Five of you left together. Mr. Cook, Logan Wendell, and Adrian Frick, too. Why did you leave with them? I left to watch the world burn into the center of nothing it is. I left to bear witness to this justice and make Mary from a better seat. But why with them? Oh, why go anywhere with anyone if not to be amused? The Admiral was a comrade. But oh, the other's a joke. With the punchline of undoing too glorious not to be delivered. Oh, what players. The first, a psychopath, who sensed the gaze of strange souls through eyes. Eyes that he would have to remove to shut out the prying sight of the world so he may help to save it. The second, a client fool, with eyes begging to be plucked by the first. The third, a devil, who mourned a soul that he never had. It took his own eyes to stop seeing the truth of a world that he couldn't handle, only to broaden his awareness and inspire plans of apocalypse. Oh, altogether, that's too much bloody irony to pass up. A grand buffet. It's positively delicious. But I say too little in having said too much. No, 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 not another word. The psychopath being Logan Wendell. No, 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 reversed, but not another word of it. Then let's talk about something else. How did you remove your patient ID chip? I know not what you speak. I want my hat. Not another word. Where's the chamber? When the designer's gone, you silly see you. Better to ask, where's the bullet? In flight, that's where. But no, no, I'll have no more of this. This is one of the oldest buildings in the world. There's a hidden chamber underneath it, isn't there? You found what was in it, and that's how you and the others left. No, 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 not another syllable. I demand my hat. The fiends took it. They've hidden it away. And I fear the scoundrels aren't feeding the white rabbits. Oh, the poor, poor bunnies. Think of the bunnies. Mr. Cook visited you in Center City on January... No more. I'll say no more. I will say no more. Why did Mr. Oh. Cook... If you have nothing more to say, then my business is done. I wish to talk to you no more. Away with you. Away. To be honest, I really don't want to talk to you either. <gasps> Lie. You're not that interesting, or appealing. Oh, that's not the thoughts that I caught. No, no, no. He cleans up nicely. That is the thought that I caught when I entered this room. He cleans up nicely. It was not your clever maneuvers that opened me, Jules. It was the kindness of that thought. So rare the fragrance of that flower in my world, I thought it extinct. I have only that to say, that and nothing more until tonight. For I will journey up from my beast's cage once more. Ten o'clock. No other time am I willing. Promontory, Mainland. Dempsey's Restaurant. Time, 6.50 p.m. Harlan Hill did have a cafeteria and vending rooms for staff, you know. We could have stayed. We also could have lined up to take our pills like good citizens. Who knows what they put in the food there? I needed to get out of there. That was an interesting moment with the captain when you were talking about notes. G-sharp? Hey, Zern? What's that all about? He's a lunatic. How should I know? Oh, and Agent Kircher, you never did confirm or deny what Captain Socrates said at the end. About what? Your thoughts when he entered the room? He cleans up nicely? I don't see how that matters. It mattered to him, evidently. You of all people should know that you don't have to be psychic to read someone's body language. So you did think that. Interesting. Interesting. I'm a woman. He's a good-looking man. I noticed. I'm sorry. Can we move on, please? 
Unless you're about to make an argument that he can hear other people's thoughts. We've encountered things more unusual than that, but no. I suspect that he realized that you had coaxed him into disclosing more than he intended. He said what he said to marginalize that and regain the feeling of control. You did good work in there with him. Thank you. I think I could have done better. That was also good thinking with bringing up the age of the building. An artifact chamber there makes sense. It may be where they acquired the teleportation artifact. Is there a reason you didn't bring up Leonard Hale? That is who we believe him to be, isn't it? Or did I miss something? I meant to. He made it difficult to steer the conversation if you didn't notice. I'm not sure it's relevant to who he is now, or the whose he is. His alter personalities are more relevant than his core identity? I believe that Dr. Frayne has some of it right, and that the Captain is a coping device, an altar of sorts that handles filtering. But Frayne has most of it backwards. We're not really talking about a self unable to cope that fragmented to dissociate from itself. One becomes many. No, I don't think so. Backwards would be... Many becomes one? Or try to. Multiples trying to live as one in one compartment. Many people are trying to live as one. The captain may be one trying to disassociate from multiples, not a multiple trying to dissociate from one. Leonard Hale was... is... one. One person. Until he wasn't. Don't think about Leonard Hale physically. Don't think about his one physical body, a body that, I might add, is alien to the captain when he sees its reflection. His reaction to the mirror was classic internal-external image discrepancy and fairly common to dissociative disorders. You know that. To suspend my disbelief in spirits for the sake of analogy? Imagine a horde of spirits that live in one body. I don't think you have suspended it completely. Because the only thing you could be suggesting is that Leonard Hale is possessed. You are talking about spirits. It doesn't have to be spirits. It could be memories, emotional information, frames of consciousness. Spirits? Why won't you just admit it? Because I don't believe in them. But I don't dismiss the possibility that our brains may make some complex imprint on the environment. Some residue that's outside our range of conscious senses except under certain conditions. Whatever the explanation, the captain's words were compelling. Of course they were compelling. He is an actor. The delivery was compelling too. But I also meant the words. Leonard Hale was no actor. And he was no writer either. Neither was Robert Tell. Tell only had a way with other people's words. He had trouble articulating his own. Avoided his own. Oliver Dooley writes his dialogue. Oliver Dooley, who died penniless and alone, never knowing success. His story with his wife Emily was spot on with what the captain said. The fateful nights of the plunge, as he phrased it referred to the suicide of Robert Tell by jumping off a ledge of the building. The psychology of Tell, he described, was even chillingly accurate. He could have read about their lives like we have. Well, he could have, yes. But then there was the night in 2392 that he confronted Aaron Cuthenberg in the San what? Julian Hills. Aaron who? The producer, Aaron Cuthenberg. You've heard the story of the person who broke into Cuthenberg's estate, stating that he was a reincarnation of Robert Marlowe Tell, right? The one that haunted him ever since because he believed that he was truly in the presence of his old friend, but in someone else's body? We have evidence that it was Captain Socrates. I think you're overreaching again. I don't understand why. Why are you so willing to buy into this? Do you want this to be true? What happened that has you conflicted? How many things have I been wrong about so far? I know I'm right. The captain tells the truth. It may come out in disarray or in riddles, Tonight, when we talk to him, I'll prove it. If the doctors allow it, you mean? I didn't get the feeling they were going to because of the time of night. I brought Dr. Frain around. It is a busy time. By then, all therapy activities and groups are over, but 10 to 10.30 are lights out for most of the wards. The fourth floor isn't until 11, but the residents there will have had their nightly meds and will be winding down. We won't be on the fourth floor. What's the relevance? Staffing. What more do we need than earlier today? There were more security resources on the clock and on alert at that time of day for visitation hours. Dr. Frayne is uneasy about the unusual time that the captain insisted upon. Considering the captain's repeated breaches of their security protocols, I can't blame him. I bet that everyone making a production out of this feeds his ego. 
production isn't a bad word to use. He has set the stage on his terms. He chooses when the curtain opens again, and he wants to bring down the house with the next act. It's not enough to open up the rest of the way for us, if that's what he decided to do. It's too momentous. He can't do it any old way. Not the captain. It needs to be dramatic. As you said, it needs to be a production. Meanwhile, the suspense and anticipation builds. His mystery permeates the air. We're in an intermission. I believe we are. So, if you have to pee, do it now. Heartland Hill Sanitarium. Second floor. Intensive Therapy Ward B. Time, 9.46 p.m. Really? It's about that time again, 1422? No, 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 no. No rush, young man. Take time for all things. Great haste makes great waste. Culmination, you twonk. Pen that to my chart with all your other trivialities, you fiend. That language and attitude is not a good start. I will put a stop to this if it continues. Do not doubt that for a single moment. No, no, you said a single moment short, not I. A single moment is not as slight as you perceive, Dr. White of a Hume, most ill-fitting. It's as black and vast as the irony of your bleaching before unwary eyes. A heart can break a hundred ways in a single moment. Record each crackle and pop to my chart if you mean to instill a shred of meaning, or set it ablaze where the fire is empty for the use of its heat to cook a fine meal, or for the lack of appropriate alternatives. Do not push it, 1422. You are warned. Third floor. Therapy room. I apologize, Dr. Frain, for this inconvenience. I imagine you spend more than enough time here as it is. Well, it's quite all right. As his doctor, it's important for me to be here. I want it to be. I only hope that something useful comes out of this for everyone, including him. So do I. Am I going to linger in the room again? Actually, G-sharp. Because I'll be here. I don't want to risk overwhelming him. Do you mind watching from the viewing room? I mind being in the same room with that loon. Whatever he has, I'd rather not catch it. I'll gladly step out. Then I'll be in good company. Uh, hmm. Then without further... One question, Dr. Frank. Not about the captain exactly, but about Robert Tell. I'll, I'll try to answer it if I can. That was the year 2384. That was well before my time here. How did he make it out onto the fourth floor ledge? Nothing I've ever read mentions that detail. Yes, well, that may be because it's a mystery that's never been solved. Well, let's see here. There's a strip of utility rooms along the north side of the building for which it could be possible now, but not back then. Hmm... The captain should be on his way, so I'm going to duck out with Agent Zern here, and we'll be in the viewing room. Thank you, Dr. Frayne. Second floor. Corridor. Come on now, to the stairs, just like last time. This side of the building needs an elevator. <gasps> no, 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 no elevators. Men far stranger inhabit those. Far, far stranger. Other men in elevators, young man. <gasps> what a fine railing. Oh, the acoustics here. Fabulous. Look up and smile pretty for the cameras. No monkey business, Captain. They're watching our every move up to the third floor. <laughs> yes, young man. I couldn't have this any other way. No more talk. Wait, stop. What was that? Not again. Oh dear. It happened again. How the hell does he do that? His implant is on the floor. Oh, the gravity! Yeah. Oh dear! The king! Oh dear! You shot Dr. White, you bad citizen, you! Oh no, Dr. White! Oh no, the railing! The railing? B flat! B flat. Oh dear, Dr. White! Behold! Oh, behold. Our special moment. Why, you... To the ambassador, my love. 
third floor. Therapy room. Do you hear that? Uh-oh. That does not sound good. That sounds like an emergency lockdown. We have a problem. The captain's not coming. moved to the infirmary. We swept the stairwell but didn't find him. We had the whole building on lockdown. He's not going anywhere. The doors to the stairwell were sealed, and yet he found a way out of there without disturbing them at all? Yes, every bit as inexplicable as how he extracted his implant and freed himself from the restraints like a magic trick. We have it all on video. You have cameras everywhere, and there's still no sign of him? Look, he can't be on the move. He has to be hiding. There's no way to track him through the building with his implant out, but it would be hard to avoid cameras. Where would he go? I'm Captain Socrates. Where do I go? The kitchen. The kitchen! Is there a kitchen on this floor? He could be on any floor. Kitchen? Why the hell would he go to the kitchen? To make himself a damn sandwich? For a pan. Of course. A pan. Agent Garrett, what do you think about... Agent Garrett? He was just here, wasn't he? I thought he was walking with us. Oh, no. He wasn't, was he? Where did he go? I'm so tired of asking that question. The York Kick Channel. Harden Hill Sanitarium Exterior. North Face. First Floor. Second Floor. Third Floor. Fourth Floor. Socrates! Socrates! Captain! Captain Socrates! Hmm. That's not much of a ledge. <sighs> okay. This should be interesting. Easy does it. Interior. No, 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 go ahead. Okay. Did you find him? Maybe, maybe not. We have a window alarm going off. Fourth floor, medical utility room 4K. North side of the building. That's unsettling. Wait, isn't that what you oh said? Oh my god. The captain may be trying to recreate Robert Tell's death. And Agent Garrett. Agent Garrett, oh no! Oh, Garrett, better not be. Oh, he better not. He better not be what? Exterior. Fourth floor ledge. North side. It's an awesome view out here. What? What, what? <gasps> what foul bird are you? Fly away, you! Rob the romance of the night from someone else's sky, you curse you! The lights from North Island are amazing! You're going to fall, you fool! I can see the lights from the North Gate Bridge. Wow! What a place to die. And die you may! Life's but a walking shadow! A poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more! It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing! Amazing! This is the last thing that Robert Tell ever saw! No, no, no! Saw through his eyes! Through mine he beholds his vision anew! Now with beauty and wonder! You don't have to do this! It doesn't have to be like this! Oh, fly away, you! It's redundant! It's already been done! That's not your style! No, 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 no! Stop that! An action propelled by different feeling is a different action! Oh, who are you? No, no, no! Don't come any closer! You're mad! You're mad! I know why you're out here, Captain! Highly doubtful, you crazy coconut! But come! To come, pour your notions of empathy on me like salt in my wounds. Relate, profess understanding, or to do nothing but deprive me of my own unique misery. We are accursed snowflakes. We won't fall like snowflakes. You may not, you fool. Presume nothing for me. Gravity always works. Nonsense. 
For even the gods have underestimated the powers of this contrary man and hung their heads in shame on many occasion. I stand on this ledge because it's here that I wish to be until it's proper to leave it. I don't want to be here, but I am. The people inside don't want me out here either. I guarantee you that. The risks are not shared along with anything else. You first came out on this ledge because you don't care for yourself. I first came out on this perch because I didn't care for a world that didn't care for me. Two entirely different brands. Head and tails of different coins, but that is not why I'm here tonight, sir. It's not. For I am an understudy. An understudy my own. And I cannot die. Nor would I desire it. Not tonight, young man. How did you get out here? How did Robert Tell get out here? Same question, same answer. The walls face one way, like the mirror you watch me through. Behold, for analogy, the fourth wall. Firm with awareness of only one side, but otherwise a line and only a line. This should shock you not at all, for you have seen a man move through a wall before. You saw the man. The man. I what? The man? He walks through more alleys than those in your mind, you ninny. A manifestation of you he is not. A manifestation of something most sinister. A keeper of a doom greater than the fine Mr. Cook could fathom. In the shadows of diplomats there dances apocalypse, pulling the strings of pawns. Snip your string and plunge into the drink. Dive, you! Behold the vision of a world from this high place and dive! What are you talking about? Oh, stay your course. Walk your path. Find the truth you will in time, but none to champion without outrageous repercussions. There's not a hero to be found on the path you're on. You're a conspiracy that seeks itself. I cannot help you. Amusing you are. Enough to warrant a rank, but I haven't the time for this tonight. The world holds a better promise for me. A better promise, I say, for I have caught a peep of destiny, and new fragrances to savor. A quest awaits me, and so too does the perfect Pam. Don't do it! This isn't you! I know who I am! I am all of them. No! Hmm. Hmm. Harland Hill Sanitarium. Interior. Security room. I've got Tony over there going through the footage from the other three cameras on the north side. So far, we've just got this one angled down from the third floor over the channel. They pass through the light quickly, as you see. There's 1422, and then about 20 seconds later to speed it up here a bit. I can't find him anywhere. What? Why do you have that look on your face? There goes the second. The second what? 20 seconds after the patient dropped off the ledge, someone else did the same. It must be your agent, I'm sorry. Must, what? What are you saying? Agent Garrett, he went out on that ledge and he... Yes. He fell too? He fell off the ledge, didn't he? It appears so. You need to get people down there. Between the building and that cliff, that's about a seven-story drop into the water. And that's if they cleared the rocks at the oh. foot of the cliff. Oh, no. This is not happening. Okay, okay. NSX, NSX. Okay, that's another downward angle from the sixth floor. And set the night vision. Let me just let me just find the same time mark this here. This is not happening. Okay, here we go. We got them both here. We can make them out. They're both on the ledge. I can't believe he No. I can. Oh my god. Oh, there goes the patient. Do we have audio? Can we tell what they were saying? Can no audio on this, and if there was, you wouldn't be able to hear anything over that wind out there. What is he doing? Whoa, that looks like... he's thinking about... 
Oh, oh no, he didn't. Oh. Oh my God. Oh. He. Oh, why? Agent Carrot jumped. He jumped. He jumped. Marion, Mainland, Edith One Embassy. ...in responding to this unfortunate turn of events. The fate of Agent Nick Garrett from the FIS unit is unknown at this time. Probability does not favor his survival as it does for the understudy. 93Q42, whose physiology has been altered by his corruptions. I fear that the treatment prescribed empowered him further, instabilized him only so much as to be a more serious threat to our interests. Agent Berlin. I did all I could under the circumstances. I was hit by a phaser pulse by the security orderly. There were surveillance cameras on the stairwells. I I had to act stunned and couldn't take other measures without compromising myself. You made the correct decision. I applaud it. Ambassador? Agent Berlin, I presume you've made the acquaintance of Agent Seth Warren. Yes, we have worked together before in the field. Do we know the status of 93Q42? We do not believe that the captain as he calls himself, has perished. He remains at large and has demonstrated himself to be more coherent than previously believed. It is only a matter of time before he resurfaces. When he does, he shouldn't be hard to spot. His personality brings with it a certain presence that would counteract any attempts at stealth. How should he be handled? Harshly. His corruption is too advanced. I am no longer confident that he can serve any purpose except to generate further trouble. I will not suffer a jester causing complications to our operations for his demented amusement. He is to be taken into custody, authenticated, and promptly terminated. Thank you for listening to this episode of Edict Zero FIS. Music and ambience heard on the show come from Nine Inch Nails, Kevin McLeod, How to Destroy Angels, Jason Shaw, ERH, MachinimaSound.com, Danosongs.com, and Natalie Nicole Gilbert. Other music and sound effects come from Public Domain Show Producer and Slipgate 9 Studio Resources, as well as material released freely on the internet through such venues as the Internet Archive. Look to the show credits on the website for more information. This episode is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivative Works 3.0 Unported License. For more information on Edict Zero FIS, visit its home at edictzero.wordpress.com. Thank you for listening. thrillers, action, adventure, mystery, crime drama, well, you're in luck, because here on the Mutual Audio Network, we have Thursday Thrillers, 
you can subscribe and have a dose of adrenaline pumping audio every Thursday from your favorite podcast player. Get it here now. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.